Welcome to the newest episode of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we're going to be reviewing Widows, Instant Family, and Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? Oh man, I could be a lot better. I have a uh, tooth pain right now, so that kind of sucks. So if I'm talking a bit weird, that's why. Whoa, we just had an abrupt ending to the music. Sorry about that. Um, we're gonna blame that on Enrique. Um, My bad, guys. <laughs> we can see that you're still going through puberty. Huh? <laughs> Wait, I'm actually sick, so. Oh yeah, shots. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Shots All right, fired, shots fired. This is a strange <laughs> beginning to the episode, and uh, fitting because we have a guest. We have Tarion joining us. Tarion, how you doing? I'm I'm good. I'm Tarion. Nice to meet you. <laughs> You've definitely been on the podcast before. Yeah, a long time long ago. time ago. A very long time yeah, ago. Hot minute. Um, sad announcement in the realm of Tarion. We had announced before that Tarion would be joining the show more regularly. Yikes, that's not happening anymore. Yeah. That's all Tarion's fault. You can uh it is my fault. yell at him for that. I gotta make big I mean, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean I mean you can still join me on my end. Oh, I guess I could. <laughs> yeah. I could just join from down south. Yeah, that's Giggity. true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, we'll see what happens. Maybe you can like get on top of Ozzy, make sure he sees some movies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I'll be his little <laughs> partner. You know what, Ozzy? Before we even get started, you know, let's just get let's just uh, get the beef right out of the way right now. I am I am so annoyed that you have not seen Wreck It Ralph, like the first one. That's a big issue. <laughs> because I know me and Terion both know for a fact that you would enjoy that movie, and I, now I know that you're not going to see the second one because you don't care about it because you haven't seen the first one, and it's just like, Ozzy, just watch the movie. It, you the, would enjoy it. The first one was so good that, according to unofficial sources, me Terion Thirsty almost cried at the end. That's and a for a movie to hit me that hard emotionally to make me, me almost cry. You, what I told you? What you told me that you did cry. <laughs> Okay, unofficial sources. <laughs> You're an unofficial source about yourself? <laughs> Completely irrelevant to what we're talking about. My point is, it's a good movie. Watch it right now. When does the movie come out? The second one? Tomorrow. You watch it? They're recording tomorrow. Hmm? Yeah, it comes out on Tuesday. Okay, yeah. <laughs> watch it tonight. See the movie tomorrow. And let's make this happen. <laughs> let's get this bread. Let's get this bread. Um, so yeah, that, that I just I had I just had to get that off my chest because I'm. It's not just this isn't just another movie that I'm like Ozzy, you need to watch this movie. This is a movie I know for a fact you would enjoy. Yeah, I think you will. So anyway, I just had to say it. Anyway, especially since you're a nerd, yeah, like. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm serious. Like it's got the, the pop culture references is yeah. like fifty percent of the fun in that movie. Like seeing all these characters you love interact and do goofy stuff, and it's awesome. That's true. That's true. All right. Anyway, that being said, we're going to talk about, um, we're going to start with the movie that Tarion and I have seen. Yeah. And then we will jump into the movie that uh, Ozzy and I have seen. Yeah. Um, so we're starting with Widows, and we'll finish with uh, 
Fantastic Beasts, and we'll have a little um, interesting review in the middle there. But let's start with Widows. Carry on. What were your overall thoughts on Widows? I honestly had a good time at Widows. Uh, I honestly had a good time at Widows. I thought that overall it was a good movie, and I definitely see it again. Um, probably not anytime soon, but you know, one of those movies where you come back to it maybe a year later is like you know once you forget some of the plot points or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about it a little bit before the show, and we kind of w- went over the fact that the script was a little bit jumbled, like jumped around. You could tell that the director wanted to hit too many things here and there, and that's pretty much that's one of my big like. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. I thought, it, I thought it was fun. Um, I think that it is a good movie, and it's a unique movie, mm-hmm. but it is not a great movie. I I appreciate the fact... This is a heist movie. All right, it, I guess we should establish what this movie is, just yeah. in case you haven't seen the trailers, right? So basically, there's a group of um, bank robbers, some sort of criminals, right, where... They all, uh, not a spoiler, it's in the trailer, it's the premise of the movie, they all die at the beginning of this movie. And their wives do the last, they're essentially their their last job for them, out of necessity. Um, that's the premise of this movie. Stars Viola Davis, um, who else is it? Michelle Rodriguez, and oh, I can't, I'm blanking I'm on her names. name, but I, I'm, I, she's actually who steals the movie, so I'm going to pull it up. Um, but oh. anyway... It, so it's 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 a pretty stacked cast in that respect, and that that's the overall premise of the movie. And it's very unique because it's it's a heist movie, but it doesn't follow traditional heist mm-hmm. movie tropes. It, but in certain ways, it does. I think. Yes, spins- I'm just thinking of the structure. Like we yeah. don't. We there's no epic like montage of them training or, yeah. or you know, yeah. or there's no like uh, big like oh fake out. You know, mm-hmm. it's. But it's just a really well done movie. Yeah. I thought it was cool how it kind of went the Reservoir Dogs mm-hmm. route in in certain ways where... Can I talk about the opening since it's... I mean, we can talk about the opening. All right. So you don't really see the heist that got them killed. It's just... It's talked about... The, the husbands. Mm-hmm. It's talked about later on throughout... It's talked about throughout the movie because, you know, obviously that's what, you know, the source of all their troubles are. Uh, but you don't really see it. You just see the aftermath, which is I think is cool and ballsy. And he was able to pull it off. Mm-hmm. Um, he being Steve McQueen, the director. Yeah. Uh, I think it's interesting how much time they spent on the planning phases of the that the, Most of the movie is planning, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, the main... What's her name? What's the main... Uh, Viola Davis? Yeah. Her... Uh, she's incredible. In everything she does. Yeah, she's awesome. Have you seen... Uh, side note. Have you seen uh, How to Get Away with Murder? Yes, I watched that. That's one of the few shows I'm still keeping up with. It's such a good show. That is just twist after twist. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of exhausting, yeah. honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you see her like figuring out everything by herself. Never done anything like this in her life, and she's just such a resourceful, intelligent woman that she makes it happen. And I think it comes across in a way where I, it's believable. She's yes. not yeah. making any leaps or bounds. When, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, jumping fully, fully into positives here. I mean, we've talked about the performances. Viola Davis is clearly, like, she's incredible. As we've talked about on How to Go With Murder, anything, mm-hmm. Viola Davis is, like, a star in What do you think about does. her in, uh, in, in anything she does? Well, what about, uh, what's the one DC movie? Why am I forgetting this? Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. 
I mean, she's not the problem with that movie. Yeah, you guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I really want to talk about here is, I mean, I guess I should say, okay, I'm not a huge fan of Michelle Rodriguez. She does not kill this movie for me. This is a different type of role for her, and I appreciated it. But what I really, really want to talk about is Elizabeth Debicki, the person I couldn't think of her name. Mm-hmm. She steals this movie for me. Um, you're talking about the blonde. The blonde. Yeah. Yes. Um, Elizabeth Debicki, if you do not know, she's popped up here and there um, at this point. She's um, she was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, yes, she was. Oh, she was in Guardians was Volume in Two. Um, she was in Man from Uncle. She was in Everest. So she's been in stuff. She was in Macbeth. Um, Great Gatsby. Some people might know her from. Um, I think what got her a lot of critical acclaim was her role on the limited series The Night Manager from, what, two years ago now, um, with um, Tom Hiddleston. He was in that as well. Um, She steals this movie from Viola Davis. Do you think so? I I personally think so. I I think she's incredible in this movie. I think she has, her character has the best arc in this movie in terms of complete story arc. And she just, I think it's, it, kind of is a product of her having the most to work with in terms of substance to a character. Like, she just... There's there's a lot of layers to her as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, she has a decent amount of screen time in this movie She as has well. a lot. Yeah. So I, I think you could just pass it off as that, but I, I also believe that she does a lot with it. I really liked her in this, in this movie and in this role. Um, she... The best thing I can say is that for me, at least, she steals she steals the show from Viola Davis, which is, I mean, Viola Davis. Come on, she's Viola Davis. So that's in, that's that's a feat, um, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, that's the biggest thing I want to talk about is in terms of performances. But do you have any other positives? Um, positives. Uh, <laughs> nothing that you know that I, sticks out. I think when the I don't want to say action sequences, but when the heist gets going and when, like, there's there certainly are sequences that really, like, pick up the pace and just kind of knock you off your feet. I think they do that Steve McQueen does a great job with a lot of oh, okay. sequences in this movie of just exciting things happening on the screen, you know? All right, I do have some positives because uh, when I was watching the movie, I was, like, taken aback. Uh, not really taken aback, but I love my favorite part of any movie is a good villain. And I really appreciated the the villain in this, the not necessarily the guy behind the scenes, mm-hmm. but who's the guy from uh he's been on uh Get Out, you know oh, who I'm talking about. Daniel Kaluuya. Yes. He's so good in this movie. I he's loved terrifying. Him. Yes, dude. And a, a good villain for me will make me fall in love with a movie instantly. Yeah. So definitely him, the things he does, the way he plays the character, he's very imposing and this is somebody you do not one of, he's he's not Joker level, but he can he's definitely in that vein, like somebody who just freaks you out for reasons that you yeah. can't really put your finger on. Yeah, and uh, also the dialogue. I thought the dialogue was really strong because mm-hmm. like there weren't a bunch of action sequences in this, mm-hmm. but I didn't. The time wasn't like I wasn't checking my watch, figuring yeah. out when we were getting out of this yeah. the theater. Uh, like the 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 dialogue really hooked me. Yeah, and I think. There's a great balance between uh, the villains of this movie or the antagonists of this movie. I think Kaluuya does a great job of being this just fearful, like this force in this movie, Mm -hmm. right? He's the driving force of these antagonists, right? And then you have um, 
Brian Henry, Brian Tyree Henry, who, if you don't know, he's from Atlanta. He plays Paperboy. Oh, he is. Can't wait for. I can't wait for uh, Atlanta to come back. Uh, That's a side note. But he is kind of the opposite end. He's kind of the more cool head of the bunch. But he's also has his moments of being absolutely terrifying as well. Definitely. Um, And then you have Colin Farrell, who. Is also in this movie, which if you don't get it at this point, this movie is stacked. Okay, yeah. the cast is absolutely stacked. Colin Farrell, he plays this kind of squee- squirmish, like Nasty, slimy yeah. politician, and he is just absolutely like despicable, but in a completely different way than those other two. Yeah. So I think they all balance each other really well, um, and then you have uh, Colin Farrell's dad, mm. who's played by Robert Duvall, who. Gives maybe my least favorite performance of the movie. I, I, I like the character. Yeah, I like the character. He, I don't think I think Duval was just kind of like maybe phoning it in a little bit on this in this one, but um, so don't mean to jump into negatives, but yeah, this I, came up. I especially like the dynamic between the old school ways of yeah, doing yeah, things yeah, and yeah. the new school. Like when you if you go see the flick, uh, this flick, you're gonna see how kind of they kind of like bump heads. Yeah, they, they kind of go at it, definitely. and it's it's real cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think, again, solid sequences throughout, great acting moments, great acting in this movie in general, um, and really solid characters. Those are all the strengths of this movie, I would say, right? Yeah, I agree. All right, now let's move on into negatives. Uh, I, you mentioned it before, but the script. Yeah. I, I think there's just too many things happening in this plot. It's a little hard to follow at times. There's, um, t- I think what you had mentioned, I don't know where you had heard this before, but this is a passion project for Steve McQueen. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve McQueen is a great director and a great writer, as a matter of fact. Uh, 12 Years a Slave, anybody? <laughs> Best picture? Um, Steve McQueen is awesome. But what you your point before was that this is kind of his passion project, so maybe he wanted to do so much with it, and mm-hmm. he had a little, not enough time. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's a completely valid point. Yeah. Um, there's just, I, I, I don't know. Like, there's so many things that happen where it's just like you want to see the the continuation of that storyline, and then it's like, oh, but we gotta get touch on this storyline and this storyline, and and I think that's a product of the way the movie's laid out, where you have all these different characters that are your quote unquote leads that you want to completely like get to and you want to cover. You don't want to leave anybody out. And then you've got this B storyline as well. And then it's just, I think they just, there was too much. They were spread too thin. And I read the point that this would be a much better series. Dude, I was just about to say that. Than movie. Yeah. And I, that's the fact that there's, you thought of that. Mm-hmm. And then there's people online I've seen think of that. I think that's, I, that's a valid point. That's completely valid because there's so much that they wanted to do here that they just didn't have the time, yeah. unfortunately, um, completely. So uh, do you have any other negatives, though? Oh, my brain got wiped just now. <laughs> You're good. I was thinking about the TV thing, yeah. like how it would be, like yeah. how much, like it would be so impactful, like certain things that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, keep talking. I'll think about no, it. No. Um, another... I I think for me, another negative, and some people might not take this as a negative. For me, it is. I think we're kind of thrown into this situation with such little context that I just, 
I had a hard time. I had a hard time attaching myself to any of these characters, um, especially at the beginning, where we see this situation with with these guys. We see how they die, and I don't know these guys. We are get given one scene, less than a scene, if we're being honest, mm-hmm. each to yep. get to know who these people are, and then we see the end result, and it's just like. Um, I mean, yeah, it's sad that these people died, but they're also, like, bank robbers, so am I supposed to feel super sad about this? Like, I don't know exactly what's going on. And then we're thrown into the rest of this movie, and we kind of just have to deal with this aftermath without giving any, without being given any context. And I think that's the point, because ultimately these women are the lead characters, so we don't need to get super attached to these guys, but then why start with them? Like, I, I, I think the way he handles it is... Uh, so he gives you that little bit of information, mm-hmm. and you going into the movie knowing that uh, you're going to be following these women. Yeah, you just he wants you to see how them being gone mm-hmm. is going to affect their their yeah. lifestyles. Yeah. You know, you see what they have and their uh, their normal lifestyle as, mm-hmm. as it is, and you're like, once it happens, once mm-hmm. it happens, you know, and they're yeah. gone, you he you start thinking about okay, what are they going to do? How are mm-hmm. they going to? Especially since like some of these girls. Like, uh, what's her name? The blonde woman. Uh, Elizabeth Debicki's character. Yeah, like, no way would you picture her being okay with this. Yeah. At least me. Like, I did not. I was like, how is she going to get involved in this? <laughs> and they make it happen, and they make yeah. it happen in such a way where it's believable, and yeah, I think it's yeah. done well. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, again, I think that there's, it, it's a weird situation just because of the plot of the movie. Like, mm-hmm. it just inherently has a weird like you you have to put yourself into this movie like you have to get into this movie in a weird way so it's Again, just strange if it was a series do it had a lot more exactly <laughs> you have a lot more time to set everything up and all of that so oh, so one potential negative for okay. me was the heist itself um so i understand i think that he was trying to do it in such a way where the heist this movie isn't about the heist it's about yeah. the women and yes. you know but at the same time, we spent a good portion of this movie working up to the heist. Mm-hmm. And we, I think the heist sequence was, well, how, how long would you say it? Not very long. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it was like, in it, it was like uh, in and out real yeah. quick. And, you know, important things happened. It was very, it was interesting, but I wasn't uh, biting my fingernails, yeah. say, for, for one moment, really. Yeah. And even even with the heist, this goes back to the plot lines that just kind of like happen and then you disappear and don't go back to it. There's things in their planning that they specifically, like, they make sure to touch on in the movie. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, okay, this is going to be some, this, in some way, this is going to be a detail that's going to come up later. Doesn't come up. Yeah. There's one in particular where they, they have an entire scene dedicated to just this one element of point A to point B of this, of, of the heist. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal when the actual heist comes. I don't know why we spent like five minutes on that <laughs> at all. Like it was just strange, um, um, and that might be something that got left on the editing room floor. I don't know, but it, yeah, kind of looks like uh, he was trying to wrap things up. Mm-hmm. You know, like because yeah, yeah. um, something happens during the heist and it sets them back. Yeah, way back. Yeah, and then uh, I'm trying to say without it without spoiling. Yeah, yeah, that's and then, always the struggle. <laughs> and then the way it's. The way it turns out was very quick. You know, I was expecting a three-course meal for that situation, and I got a Hot Pocket. (laughs) 
you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that was kind of, you know, it was like, okay, I guess I'll give you a yeah. pass because everything else is pretty good. And but he, even that has, like, you're like, oh, that's going to, like, something's going to come of this. And then we just kind of fast forward and it's just like, oh, okay, I guess nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think it's a good movie, but I think it's the script and the way things are all ultimately all come together, keep it from being great. The performances elevate it to being good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's, that's accurate. All right, let's rate it, and then we will move on. I don't like rating. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? <sighs> okay, so I give it a six out of six or seven. Okay, no, something happened in the movie. It's gonna make it a definite seven, and you know what that something is because we talked about it <laughs> earlier, and that's a definite seven for me, baby. <laughs> nice uh. little surprise. <laughs> So dumb. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I'm going to give it a seven as well. I think that, again, it's a good movie. Not a great one, but it's good. So I, I we're on the same page. I, I think ultimately we're on the same page. Wait, wait. Before you guys go, I want to oh. hear your opinion. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Is Widows better than Ocean's 8? Ocean's 8. Uh, yes. I was a kid when I saw that, so. No, Ocean's 8, the new one. Oh, I haven't seen it then. Yeah. So, uh, yes. I th- which one's Ocean's Eleven? Thir- wait, which is the one with the Ocean's Eleven? Is the old school one? Yeah, that's the one I saw. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I think Widows is better than Ocean's Eight. Yes. Okay, that was my question. Yeah, that's all. This, this is a much more. This is like Ocean. Said it was a heist movie, yeah. and I was like, interesting. Yeah, I want to. This is like Ocean's Eight. Like if it was like way more serious and like not a not even like a hint of comedy <laughs> um yeah it's uh it's a lot more of a drama um, yeah it is very than um, oceans 8 was we know you want to read that book before the movie comes out but the truth is you're way too lazy to why not listen to it on your commute and have absolutely no effort put forth in actually reading it don't strain your eyes use your ears you do that anyways when you watch tv it's like tv but you get to watch the world in real life as your book happens get audible today at www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellas that's www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellas all right so now we have joining us the one and only chucky the writer of chuck flicks chucky how are you doing I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. Just trying to catch up on the TW shows. It's not that fun. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, how how are you doing with the writing? By the way, we haven't had you on since you started writing, so I, I'm just curious how how that experience is going for you. Um, uh, I mean, it was, it was lots of fun. I'm still like learning how to write it because it's a lot easier for me to talk about a movie than like write. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fun. It's just like trying to figure out what to watch just randomly picking things is somewhat working out. I've liked the majority of the movies. Um, there's only two movies that I absolutely hated <laughs> and the combined and the combined score is a one point like a one point eight. Yikes. <laughs> but no, it's it's been lots of fun. That's good. That's good. Um yeah, we've appreciated the writing and it's been good to have some content on the site for um in brianna's absence so that's nice and uh thanks for doing that um now the reason you're on for this episode is for the review of instant family 
Now, this is a movie that I have not seen. Ozzy obviously has not seen. He's not on this segment. Um, and you messaged me, or you texted me, like, what, two, three weeks ago, saying, uh, if you want someone to be on for that review, I can do it. What was it about this movie that you wanted to see it so bad and review it? Um, it's just the theme, for those of you who don't know, um, it's about Mark Wahlberg and his wife, um, and they decide to adopt, or they foster three kids, and it turns out that they are going to go with a teenager, and she has two younger siblings. That's not a spoiler. That's literally, it's based on a true story <laughs> and in the trailer. Um, and so just, I really like that concept because I'm a part-time youth pastor, and so I, I work with kids on a weekly basis, and also... Um, getting married in uh, 13 days and my fiance and I once, you know, we've been married for at least a year or longer. We have already talked about fostering or adopting um, kids just for kids that need homes. So I already have like a personal interest of something that I plan to do. Awesome. And so I was just all invested in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, did it live up to your expectations? Yes. Um, I love this movie. Um, I am going to, I'm going to go see it again. Because the uh, night I went to go see it, um, my fiance couldn't go, and so I—I I mean, I still went uh, for for the podcast, and I will be seeing it again. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, all right. Well, I guess let's get into your positives. What what was good about it? Um, first is the writer of the actual movie, which I don't really remember his name. The movie is based on his life. Um, him and his wife. Um, fostered three kids and the ages were a little bit different but it was actually based on the writer so instead of just oh we we heard about a true story the actually writer of the film um it was based on his life so they really think he said they paid a lot of respect they made sure it was as accurate as possible with the adoption process or the fostering process and so that they took that much detail and care to make sure it was right to bring awareness to this issue or to this um, thing in our society. I just thought it was really cool that they, the person who it was based on wrote the movie. Mm -hmm. that, that, um, that is really cool. Yeah. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, um, just recently he's been known as this big action star or like he's done all these action movies or over the top comedies like, you know, Ted or Daddy's Home or Daddy's Home 2 just recently. But like he gives like a really emotional performance, and there's times like where he pulls on your heartstrings, and he just goes to a different level that I really haven't seen him go before. So it was really neat to see Mark Wahlberg at a different level of skill to his acting. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, yeah, Wahlberg definitely he has that gear. You're right. He definitely has um, in recent years been more of the action uh, movie star or even the comic, but. I, I I definitely think he has that gear in him, and uh, I'm glad that he was able to tap into it for this movie. Uh, do you have more positives, or do you want to move on? Um, yeah, I think um, all the kids did like a did like an excellent um, job. Um, there was one who she was about 14 or 15. The other one was probably like around seven or eight, maybe, and the youngest one was like between like two and four. So they were all relative, very young actors. And I mean, they did a, they did it like a really good, good job. Like you, be, you believe like, okay, that's how a kid in this situation would act. 
and how how adults would react trying to figure out how to how to be parents um because how it's all starts is just sort of about talking about kids and stuff and then like they're just joking around saying like Mark Wahlberg goes just well why don't we just adopt a five-year-old and it's like we started a family five years ago which is actually what the writer said to his wife and his wife's like okay we'll, we'll go go next week and so just like using real aspects and just it's always amazes me like when you get those young kid actors who can like like make you invest in a movie because it would be very easy for a kid not to give a perform good performance because they're young and you'd be like okay it's just an okay movie but the fact that I liked liked each of the kids and thought they did a great job was really a bonus in the movie. Yeah, definitely. Uh, who plays his wife in this movie? I can't remember. Uh, 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 I'm trying to look. It's uh, she uh, can't think of a name. She played the uh, she played the wife in um, Neighbors. Okay, yeah, I got her name right here. It's, uh, I think, Rose... Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne. Okay, yeah. Rose Byrne. Um, yeah, so it was also different to see her because I've only seen the first Neighbors. And, you know, she's a mom and married to Seth Rogen and and that movie. And so just to see her in a different mom, suburban role, completely opposite from Neighbors, mm-hmm. <laughs> um was just really funny how she took basic, like two of the same similar roles, um, but played them completely differently and mm-hmm. was just, again, really neat. And I'm trying to think if I've seen her in anything else, but I like to perform better in this than Neighbors. Yeah, X-Men. She's in the, um, the newer ones. She's, uh, I think she's a love interest for Xavier, isn't she? In, the, in X-Men, um, what's that movie called? First class, yeah. Um, and then yeah, also she's in, she's in the class. Insidious movies. Um, but yeah, she's immensely talented. I, Rose Byrne's very underrated as an actress. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it sounds like fr- from basically what you're describing is that this is a very performance-driven movie in terms of uh, what pro- kind of propels it into a positive direction. Is that an accurate assessment? Yeah, very performance-based, um, very character-based. Mm-hmm. Because it's, I mean, yes, you're introduced to like a some of the character. There's like it mainly focuses on Mark Wahlberg and his family and the kids, and then throughout the film you see like his his mom and her side of the family interact with him some. But really, then the only other characters are um, they have like a foster parent support group where they go and they um, talk talk to other foster parents. Um, about about problems they're having, and those are just like really um some of the most comedic scenes <laughs> because like it's just people like joking up like this is middle aged white woman. <laughs> I don't think I don't even remember her name, but like Linda, like what kind of kid would you like? She's like teenager, preferably um African American um, who likes sports, and Rose Byrne is like oh like the Blind Side, like. <laughs> She's like, yeah. Well, she's like, well, Division One. Don't want to like, and so they're just like making a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, so that just those are really the like most comedic moments, and that I'm not not going to spoil anything. But like when they're talking with the other foster parents, probably has one of my funniest jokes 
uh, the funniest joke in the movie, but I don't know if it's really a spoiler, but since I thought it was one of the funniest parts, I'm, I'm just not going to say it. All right. <laughs> um, all right. I guess transitioning to positive or into negatives, if that's all right with you, I, my question is, and maybe this won't be a negative, maybe it won't end up being a negative. This seems like a movie just based on the story and uh, the trailer from what I remember is that this is a movie that has to try really hard not to veer into the cheesy realm. Uh, does it successfully avoid that? I mean, like, for for the most part, I mean, yes, there are, like, there are, um, some, like, stereotypical, like, um, cheesy moments of like where they um they have like a uh Mark Wahlberg has a, like a dad talk with um the, the teenage daughter but he finds a way for her to express her feelings that works for her and so there are some like cheesy moments or stereotypical moments like kid throwing a tantrum in the store and getting the toy that they wanted but like in those moments you're like yes they're cheesy but I didn't mind it because I was invested in it and they do get you to care. And at some points, like the story sort of, you feel like it's going by like fast and they sort of mention like the timeline, but like you have to remember like this, this is only like a two hour something movie, but it takes place over like months of time. So they can only show you so much in each section. So like, you're like, wow, they built that relationship really quick. And in the last scene, they really didn't like each other. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, they're kids, and kids will go from one minute saying, oh, I don't like you, to you're my favorite person. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that worked for me. So sometimes some people might have a problem with the pacing or the few cheesy moments at the end or what they might say, oh, it's so predictable how the movie ends or how it's cliche. Cause, but, like, I mean, I liked it, and you see the trailer, you know it's going to be a happy ending. (laughs) If you've ever seen a movie and you see a trailer like this, you're like, okay, it's relatively going to have a happy ending. Yeah. So. All right. All right. um, Another negative I have is um, I really didn't care for the wife's family um, because it's like you really only, you sort of meet like her, of course, um, the wife's mom and dad and couple of her siblings and their spouses but you really only see him in about two to three scenes mm-hmm. in the movie and so like they're just there to try to be like comic relief or say something and i really just didn't um i really didn't uh like care for her family so but you really didn't see him that much so that's maybe why i didn't i don't care about him so okay yeah I, hmm, that, I mean that's that's interesting. I I feel like that those movies can kind of have those problems where they want to establish characters, or they want to establish background for characters, but they don't have the time. How long is this movie again? Uh, let me look. It's uh, I know it's uh, at least uh, two two hours. Oh, okay. Um, sorry. Don't... You're good. Oh, it's ex- exactly two hours. Oh, okay. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty decent length, actually, for this kind of movie. Yeah. It didn't feel long, long or anything, though. No, like, like I said, like when I saw it, I'm like, wait, it's over. Like, I want to spend more time with this family. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. All right. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about it, or do you want to rate it? 
um, just go see this movie, um, take your family. Um, like I didn't get, like, I didn't cry, but like, like I got almost on the, like the verge, like it, like I was, like I said, I already was emotionally invested before I went into it. But, um, if you, if you're known to cry at movies and stuff, you probably will tear up at the end of this movie. All right. All right. Um, do you have a rating? Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been going back and forth with this. Um, this is going to be one of my favorites of the year. Um, cause like I just said, I'm going to give it a, a 9.2. <laughs> that is, I mean, <laughs> now I kind of am, I'm like obligated to see this movie now. <laughs> but, but again, like I said, I'm in both. This is something I'm going to do with my life. Later yeah. On. Yeah. And so it could be like completely personal, um, Bias, but like I said, Enrique just like you shook Enrique physically. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is why I really wanted Ozzy to be on with me. Oh man! Well, I'm sure. um, Well, I issued that challenge to him to listen to the podcast uh, the last time that we were on without him, and uh, he never said anything. So i don't know if he'll hear this but uh, <laughs> well, well if ozzy listens to this one new ozzy challenge he will say that it's absolutely ridiculous <laughs> and he will give this movie around a 7.5 <laughs> all right well chuck <laughs> thanks for joining us and uh thanks for coming on and taking care of one of these movies for us uh, we appreciate it anytime all right Anyway, let's move on to Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald. Uh, Tarion, you have no interest in seeing this movie. Okay, so it's funny because I love the Harry Potter series, and I've seen everyone in theaters. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I've been, every time I watch a movie, I was like, yo, it'd be so cool to learn about like the outside world and all these different creatures and stuff. And they finally make a movie specifically about that, and I just... I know, I see the trailer and it's like, oh, I'm good, I'll pass. So I, I still haven't seen the first one. You still haven't seen the first one? I have one? not seen the first wow. one. Was it good? Did you enjoy the first one? It's okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not really missing much and I'm, you know, <laughs> it's good to know. Yeah, it's it's okay. Um, Ozzy, I, I don't remember what your original thoughts were on the first one. Uh, so give us a little background on that and then what your thoughts are on this new one. I like the first one. I mean, it's definitely it's between the Half Blood Prince and the and, and the first one were I would say like my least favorite. Oh, wow. okay. Um, but I mean, I mean, it was the first one was still good. I still had fun with it. Mm-hmm. I just think that there needed to be a lot. I just think that there needed to be more things in there for me to be invested in some of these characters. But I mean, I still thought it was a. I still thought it was a good sequel um, mm-hmm. or prequel, shall I say? Um, as far as this one goes, um, hmm, it's a, it's a little bit more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I, I'm going to uh, – Noah texted me after seeing this movie, and he just basically had uh, one sentence. Um, it just was like, so Fantastic Beast was terrible. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay. And I hadn't seen the movie yet. So I was like, yikes. Um, we'll see how this goes. I went in to go see it. I <laughs> I don't think it was terrible. Yeah, like, I feel I like I'm it, always the one who's like, like okay, it's like, not I don't awful. Think, but like, it's, I don't like, think it's there's awful. Enjoyment, yeah. There's enjoyment to be had. Like, I think the third act 
if we're gonna be shutting up a positive, I think, I think the third act is the best is the best part of the entire movie. Yeah, just what Grindelwald was doing, what he was saying. For me, I was like, okay, this is. I really like where he's going, and I really like where they're taking the, him as a particular mm-hmm. villain. Um, so that's what I'll say there. And I think Johnny Depp, in my opinion, does a good job portraying Grindelwald. I liked his portray- I liked his performance. If you were placing uh, bets on how long into the Fantastic Beasts review Ozzy would mention Johnny <laughs> Depp, then uh, mark down your time, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Anyway, I've heard about this. You're kind of infamous for this. You love Johnny Depp, and it's funny because that that goes way back to high school. Yeah. <laughs> he's loved Johnny Depp for as long as I have known him. So yeah. No, I mean, I mean, he's, I mean, he's, I mean, he's great. I mean, no, I, like him I agree with you in this movie as well. I think Johnny um, Depp is a strong point in this movie. I think the best part of this movie uh, is definitely, I, I wish I wish that there was more of was. Um, Dumbledore. Amen. I love Law as Dumbledore. Yes. I thought it was a fresh take. Just seeing the younger version of him. His hubris. Super, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. And I really like to hear, I really like just his story and just his past. His past is just so interesting to me. And mm-hmm. it's just going back and, and seeing and, and, and hearing different things about his past, I thought was super interesting. And that was one of my favorite aspects of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Can I say something? Yeah, you're good. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, one funny thing that... Wait, which one am I on? Three? I'm learning, guys. Okay. <laughs> um, one funny thing that I saw online was at what point in Dumbledore's career did he stop wearing the three-piece suit and start wearing, like, magical hats and <laughs> glittery outfits? <laughs> Um, yeah, a fair question, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, so Dumbledore is all, I, I agree with you. I went out, all right, my, my backstory with this movie. When I went into this movie, I was saying, and I have been saying for the longest time, I hope this movie is less Fantastic Beasts and more Crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> um, and I think that my... Wishes were proven to be, like, justified in this movie, but also, like, they weren't fully given to me. Um, Because Dumbledore and Grindelwald are the best parts of this movie. That dynamic, that storyline is fascinating. Even though, kind of spoilers, not really, we never see them on screen together. It's still, like, the most compelling part of the movie, those two characters. So, that's... I wanted more of that, and... Unfortunately, we don't get it. Um, t- to be to do my overall thoughts here, I think that there's again there's good aspects to this movie, and it's visually compelling and all of that. But if somebody asks me what this movie is about, I don't even know how I would begin to tell them. That's the biggest yeah, problem mean, with the movie. Nothing. I mean, the this is problem. a nothing happens movie, but in the like the bad way, not in the mid nineties way. Yeah, I mean the problem with this movie is 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 ultimately the script, but I mean it's just going off positive. Going off a positive. Yeah, let's pause this. There you I go. Thank the you for steering me back in that direction. <laughs> I think the performances in this movie are great. Eddie Redmayne is 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 still great as Newt, Newt Scamander. I still love him as Newt Scamander. He's not the most interesting character, unfortunately. Agreed. But he's he's still he's still you're still rooting for the guy, and you still you know you still like him. Um, he's doing a good job with not much to work with. 
Yes. Yes. Um, I think what they did was kind of like the plots and twists in the movie in the end when it came to the third act. I really loved that. Potterheads are going to be mad. Listen, that's just, that's just my opinion. And I'll, yeah. I, I'll go on to a specific one after. If you guys are mad at me, just I'll just... Just, just email me. I don't know what to tell you, but, um, but that for me, I, I really liked one, at least one of those twists in the movie. I really, really loved. Mm-hmm. So, that's that's probably about that. Yeah, uh, uh, Jude Law, great. Uh, Johnny Depp, great. Um, again, visually, like th- that was an aspect of the movie that, I, or the first one that I wasn't like amazed with. Like I think they were a little too ambitious in terms of the what they wanted to accomplish like with the CGI and all that in the first one. This one I think they do a lot better job of kind of just nailing it. Um, I, I think that it's a very compelling movie visually. Uh, I think that they introduce some new characters that are interesting, but again, we want more of them. So it's like every positive I have has like a shade of negative here. Um, you know, I want... You know, Grindelwald and Dumbledore are great, but I want more of them. Um, the new characters are interesting, but I want more of them. Uh, Eddie Redmayne is great, but he doesn't have much to work with. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so frustrating. Um, yeah, I, it's just weird. Uh, do you have any more positives before we jump fully into negatives? When they go to Hogwarts, I, I was like, I mean, oh, yeah. yay. <laughs> so, the, the, yes, that's, that's they do a good job course. of calling back to the original movies without feeling like it's too force-fed. I don't I don't think that, I'm sure there's going to be some people who are like, oh, just they're doing that to like make everybody happy. And, it's like, Leviosa, not Leviosa. Thank you, Enrique. <laughs> They're, they're doing that to make everybody happy, but I, I, I think that it do, they do a good job of integrating that stuff pretty well. I agree. All right. Um, moving on to negatives. Is it safe to say that J.K. Rowling can't write a script for her life at this point? I don't know what happened because I think she wrote the last one, but that one was – it was still It's not doable. strong, like, it but it's it fine. Wasn't, it wasn't strong, but it was okay. It was fine. Like I would, it, I wasn't, I wasn't crapping on it. The last movie, <laughs> this one, I'm gonna do that because I don't know what happened. With such a one. mess. <laughs> it's really such a mess. And because I mean, for this one, I was like, I, I wasn't bored. Like a lot of people are saying, they were bored. I wasn't bored. I was just like, there's a lot of interesting dynamics going on. A very interesting story, but nothing's happening. Yeah, I'm interested, but you're not giving me anything that I'm interested. I'm just looking at it through a glass mirror at this point. There, right. Nothing's happening. I so, think I'm gonna do my best to try to explain what this movie, like what the actual plot is. Okay, so remember that one weird guy played by Ezra Miller from the first one. You probably don't. That, that's fine. It wasn't very memorable, but you know, there we go. He's like the centerpiece of this movie because it's about him trying to find out who he is because apparently that's a mystery. Um, and there's uh, some people who think they know, and then Grindelwald says he knows, and he's super powerful, so it's super important who he actually is, and all this different stuff. And that's the ultimate, that's the storyline of this movie. Who is this guy? And Newt's trying to find him to keep him from going bad, and all this stuff. And that's, that's what's happening in this movie. But 
Uh, I, I, <laughs> Ezra Miller's character is not so super compelling. I wasn't like, he's not what I remember from the first one at all. And then to have him be the centerpiece of this movie is flawed to begin with. And then you have all of these different like elements of who is he? And then, you know, you have one character who is a new, but, and she's got an interesting last name, won't spoil that, that you're just like, okay, so where does that play in? And then they kind of play into that, but then they don't. And there's just, there's so many threads all over the place with this movie and it's so messy. And the, and then it just feels like when they tie everything together, it just feels so sloppily thrown together and it doesn't make any sense until the very, very end. And that feels like they were just like, they had that scene just to make it make sense, you know? Um, it's just, uh, the script is such a disaster. I, I And I, I'm just gonna, I, look, J.K. Rowling, she can write the heck out of these books. but She cannot write these scripts. Why are we letting her write these scripts? It's a bad idea. And it's not even, and I don't blame the, I don't blame David Yates as the director because he directed, what, the last two, correct? The last two Harry Potter yeah, movies? I believe so. I mean, those are solid movies. The The first uh, Deathly Hallows movie is really good. And the second one is, some people would argue, is the best Harry Potter movie. I wouldn't, but it's still, like, up there. So I don't think he is the problem. I think these scripts are the problem. And these new characters are not as compelling as they should be. So... Uh, yeah, that, that's my thing on the script, and we, I think we've talked thoroughly about it. Uh, do you have anything else in particular that you want to talk about in terms of negative? I mean, I wish that they would give Ezra Miller more to do, because his character, like, I felt bad for him, but at the same time, I don't even know what he is. It's not that I don't know who he is, I just don't know what he is either. They're not doing a great job of explaining no, like, what they don't the at all. deal is with yeah. him anyways because even when they did the whole reveal i was like okay that's great that's fantastic i got another name whom i've never heard of before why should i care besides knowing this other thing that's going on why should i care besides that point like what is he because mm -hmm. he's like like what the heck nobody because this, this is all this is all just you know oh he's you know he he's very powerful like but why like yeah. i want to know why he is the way that he is. They still haven't done a great clearly, job of explaining it. Yeah. Clearly, spoiler alert from the first one, he's not just a wizard. So for me, I'm just like, why, okay, then what is he? Why mm -hmm. do we want him? Like, why is he so important? And why is he the central, like, um, why is he the center of the movie so so much? You know what I mean? So for me, that was a huge negative. Um, uh, another thing was, I mean, some characters came up. We never got any reason as to why they came up. They were just there. I really didn't care for some of them. Um, and there's yeah, characters man. that they introduce in this movie that they make such crucial parts of this story that it's like, I, if they were going to be so important, it feels like it feels like this franchise is just kind of making things up as it goes along. Whereas the Harry Potter movies felt so much more organized. You You felt like this makes sense like this the movie this movie leads into the next one leads into the next one leads into the next one the story felt like it was heading somewhere this one feels like they were just like okay well we need to come up with a story for this movie oh, yeah like there one one of the new characters in this movie is introduced and she just she supposedly has a history with Newt our lead character 
that they establish and explore just in this movie and then make and then try to get us to be like isn't this relationship so important isn't their dynamic so important and it's like uh, no I I don't feel that because you gave me five minutes to to understand that like it just feels so unorganized and oh and let me talk about even the with the brother jam. the brother yeah, yeah. You, you, I yeah, mean, the brother was annoying. There was there was even a shaky cam scene, which bothered the hell out of me. <laughs> it was with Zoe Kravitz's, Kravitz, uh-huh. where she was kind of she was in Hogwarts. She was kind of looking at things, and why why was there why was someone doing a handheld in that scene? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> it bothered me. Like I like she was walking, and I could just see someone like shaking the camera. Like why? Mm-hmm. Um, that just really bothered me. I just had to get that out there. I just remembered it, and I was like, <laughs> I need to get that out. But, yeah, I don't know why they added so much stuff, like, new characters in in, in this film, if they didn't make them, mm-hmm. like, I, I, I didn't really care for some of them. Like, yeah. they, they added Newt's brother. I was just like, great. Am I going to care about Did him? Did we know he had a brother? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not until the second movie. I was just like, okay. He I has feel like that's something that should be established beforehand, like especially since again going to be such a crucial. It's like it's like well, they reveal that he has a sister in, in the next <laughs> one. Like I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put so, it past them. That's uh, something that happens quite often in this little series, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm just this movie. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it was it was definitely. Not as good as the first one. I, I, I'm going to go as far as to say it's not a good movie. I think this is more bad than good. I think it's it's not awful. It's not going to be on my worst of the year or anything like that. But it's more bad than good. And, you know, let's just move on to rating it. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. It's It was so disappointing. And I don't know. Like, I... I hope this movie. I still hope this movie does well, and that's not not something I normally say about movies that are not good. But because I want, I've been saying what I want from this franchise, from this series since they announced the title for this movie. I just want the duel between Dumbledore and Grindelwald. Just give me that, and I don't care what you do with the rest of the series. Just give me Dumbledore and Everybody Grindelwald. Everybody wants Please. to see that duel. Please. I want to see that duel. Just give it to me. Um, and I'm so mad that there's five that there's three other movies that have to come out before I get that. <laughs> I hope I hope it's not in the last movie, but it probably will be. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping for that. Random other positive that I forgot to mention. Uh, Joshua Shea, I think is how you say his name. He plays young Newt, and he nails he nails it. Like you could have convinced me that that was Eddie Redmayne in a time capsule, or like in a time machine. Like he nails it. Um, that's such a small random negative. He's in one, like maybe one scene. Um, but positive. <laughs> or, yeah, positive. Excuse me. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, do you have your rating, Ozzy? I'm gonna give it a five. Okay. Okay. I figured you'd be a little higher. I think there's great performances. Yeah. I think there's good performances in here that can distract you from the script. Distracted me a little bit in the okay. third half, not gonna lie. Okay. But I mean, overall, it's a five. It's okay. It's not yeah. terrible. Happy landing. But it, yeah, but it could have been a lot better. <laughs> um, well, Tarion, I, I would I would ask you like if we convinced you to watch this, but you know that's like a terrible question after that review. <laughs> well, you guys do have me hyped for uh, to see 
Dumbledore V. Yeah, Grindelwald. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait for that. Oh, man. I didn't even know that was like a, a potential thing. I had no idea that they were really that no, much dude, involved it, with the story. No, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, just I, the, I think, I think the actors are really bringing, yes, really, that adds really, to the that these, excitement. Yes. Yeah, that, like, just seeing their, these two, these two just have their ultimate premise. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> not premise. Presence about them. Yeah. I mean, just, just how they, I really like the scene. I'm not going to get into too many specifics here, but there's a scene where the Ministry of Magic, that's in the trailer, they go to Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. And that scene, you just kind of really feel the gravity of the situation mm-hmm. and you really kind of feel what kind of wizard Dumbledore is. And you're <laughs> So for me, I like that. Yeah. I was like, okay. And <laughs> so just look, I. You, all right, anybody who's listened to this podcast for any amount of time knows that I am not the one to be the book guy, okay? But I that that's the reason that I'm so excited for this is because the way that their relationship, the relationship between Grindelwald and Dumbledore is explained in those books and just backstory in those books. Like, it's not the plot of those books. It's just a backstory. I just, like, I am so excited to see that more play out on the screen. And then, I mean, the way that duel is described just, like, in passing is, like, I mean, it's the thing that made Dumbledore essentially famous. So, like, yes, please, give me that. Um, I just hope we don't have to, like, see, like, I hope that the duel's not, like, happening in the background or something and we see, like, Newt, like, doing something in the foreground. Like, please, again, I want more Dumbledore, less Newt. Not because of Eddie Redmayne being, I don't think he's bad. I just, like, I, I'm i sorry, but at this point, I don't care as much about Newt as I do about Dumbledore. So, you know, sue me. Uh, it's on you, filmmakers. Make me care more about Newt. That's <laughs> the last thing I have to say. <laughs> um, anyway. All right, I guess that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. Do you have anything else you want to say before we close it out, Ozzy? Do we want to do recommendations? Oh, yeah, I guess guess we're on the same page. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) Um, Ozzy, I mean, if we're on the same page, then start us off. Uh, Any any Harry Potter movie. I think uh, think if you guys haven't watched Harry Potter, then... What's um, your favorite, by the way? I saw a weird My listing favorite? the other day. Ah, damn. Um, this is tough. This, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's basic to say Goblet of Fire, but Goblet of Fire is also is really good. It's also but very then, hated among some. I think that's an unpopular opinion, and I agree with you. That's my personal favorite. But, I mean, at the same time, I loved Fe- the Order of the Phoenix, okay. especially... Between the duel between Voldemort and Dumbledore, I think that was just one of the coolest magical duels I've ever seen on screen. Maybe just because yeah, I, I, really cool. I just really like I just really like those two fighting off against each other. Yeah. Um. But then I also like the last movie, uh, the Three Hollows Part Two. I mean, I really love that favorite, one too. Yeah. So I mean, you can go either way with one of those three there. I mean, mm-hmm. I just think Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, all right. like See, I've been waiting for it. See, for me, I love Prisoner of Azkaban. It's, that's a lot of I people's love, favorite. Yeah, I heard that a I lot love, of people hate it. Honestly, I love Prisoner of Azkaban. It's too. a lot of just, critics' favorite. I'll put it that way. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I love Prisoner. This is the first I, time I've ever agreed with a critic. Then, <laughs> <laughs> but I love that film too because I mean, you get 
you get more backstory about about uh, Peter's dad. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Peter's dad, Harry's dad. <laughs> so uh, I don't know why. Peter. I don't know why I was thinking about Peter right now. But anyways, no. I mean, you get you get more you get more backstory for, about Harry's dad and who his friends are, and I really like that aspect there. Mm-hmm. So I just think me, it was cool. I like literally Naruto. just a cool movie. <laughs> You know, when I, I think mean, Harry I was... Potter, that I get more memories from that than any other one. And you know, to be fair, I think a lot of the other ones are better. But I don't know, that one made a big impact on me. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, um, Tarion, do you have a recommendation? All right, so I'll be the what's it called? The wild card for you guys. I want to give you a, an anime recommendation for those of you who are really into like you know, uh, anime fellas. Let's yeah, go. anime anime fellas. If... Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. No man. <laughs> So last night I watched, I read, I read the manga uh, probably about halfway through. Um, those of you who are into anime probably know it, Berserk. And last night I watched the first two movies. Uh, dang, can you, I don't know what the full titles are, but they're on Netflix. And it's a three-part film, uh, or three-part series. And the first two parts are pretty good. The animation is spot on. The action is amazing. Um, it's just really cool to see the stuff you saw in the black and white manga come to life on screen in, in amazing color. And, uh, you know, it's just handled well. Whoever the director was, I need to look him up. He handled it well. It's a good ad- uh, adaptation. And I can't wait to see the last part. Um, well, yeah, it's on Netflix. <laughs> you can't find the title, but it's on Netflix. So, you know, just, just type in up. Berserk and yeah. you'll find it. All right. Um, my recommendation is going to be, I mean, it's going to be a show we talked about earlier on the podcast. How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, that's I mean, a good one. I, I feel like I recommend the show at least once a season <laughs> um, because it, it's just, it's really good. Um, it's, it constantly, they the entire, like, the design of the show is that they'll have, like, a main storyline that's going on and then they'll have, like, a flash forward, like, a couple months or a couple weeks or whatever, and they slowly reveal in the flash forwards more and more about what's going to happen, what we're building up to. And it's so stressful. And my goodness, it just keeps you on the edge of your seat. And then you have, of course, Viola Davis just like, yeah. I mean, owning the screen. Yeah. Um, when the first season came out, she was like, got so much critical acclaim. It was ridiculous. She, I think she won the Emmy that year. I could be wrong. Um, but she was definitely up for all of those awards and rightfully so. Um, it's just, if you want to see just great acting from a lead on on TV, on network TV, mind you, How to Get Away with Murder is a great uh, start there. If you're not into the this is us is of the world, <laughs> uh, um, I mean, I think I think if you want to watch like a great acting show, I think Westworld would be your show to go to. I mean, yeah, but that's not network television. But yes, I, I agree mean, with true. You. <laughs> It, what's cool for me is uh, I completely I found that show completely by accident. Hadn't heard of it at all. Really? Yeah, I was That's hanging out I with a friend. That's um, I Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> oh, and people keep telling me to watch that. You too. need to watch that. Yeah, I will. <laughs> it's on the list now. So good. Um, but yeah, that that's the, it's the best when you accidentally find shows like that. Yeah, you just kind of stumble upon it, and you're just like, "What is this?" Yeah, it kind of hits you in the stomach. <laughs> you're like, "What is going?" And it's it's awesome because usually that's... you have like five, four or five seasons to just mm-hmm. binge by that time. It's yeah, good. Yeah. I, I I found that accidentally with uh what, what's the show called Big Mouth, dude. I'm not into that show. People love <laughs> that know. show. I am not. I don't know. It just I, doesn't I, vibe. I, I doesn't seem it. like it's, it's my funny. Thing. It's well, funny. The thing it's is, I am I a huge it. fan of edgy, crude humor. And when I watch that show, I don't even giggle. 
It just, you know, it's pretty know. funny. I loved it. Like, I, I just put on like a random episode because I needed something to do. I was like, all right, let me pick, just let me pick a show, whatever. I put the show on, and then I was like, I was doing something, and then I just heard some of the jokes, and I just started crying, laughing. It was so funny. Um, but yeah, my opinion. That that came <laughs> that show came out around the same time that American Vandal came out, and I. Let's just say after hearing uh, what Big Mouth is about, um, I'm satisfied with my decision to watch American Ben. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just, it, and I think Ozzy even told me, you're like, don't watch it. It's not your thing. And I'm like, eh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, no, no, no. It, it, it's not your thing at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, I already know. <laughs> yeah, but fair I'll enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, anyway. Watch American Vandal, by the way. I hope that show gets renewed on some network show. Well, I actually don't because I don't want them to ruin it. Anyway, I didn't think I didn't think that they were gonna do. Sorry, so many. So, sorry for the side notes, guys. But um, <laughs> um, I didn't think that it was actually gonna even get a second season just because of. For me, it was just a limited series kind of show. Yeah. So when I heard there was a second season, I was like, okay, I don't know how to really take this. I mean, which one would you say is the better season? Season one. Okay, did you love season two though? I really like season two, but season one's better. Yeah, I, it it's not. I don't think it's a drastic drop off, but it's it's still like it's it's solid. Um, I I'm just I'm so like I'm so conflicted. Um, I'm I'm just so conflicted with that because like I I want it to continue on because it's just so good. And more people need to watch it, but network television cannot do that show justice. So please stay away from it. I really can't. I mean, did, and did just one final thing. Did you guys see the new Aquaman trailer? I have not. Uh, yeah, we saw it at the theater. The trailer? That's not the new oh, one. That's is the it? old one? Oh, okay. Probably, yeah. I haven't been following that at all. So <laughs> that's, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I haven't seen the new trailer. Um, I, I saw it came out today, and I haven't seen it. Okay. okay. I will say I like it. It's probably my favorite trailer okay. of all three of them. But does it make me want to see the movie more? No. So we still got a ways to go. I mean, that comes out in December, right? Yeah, but so. I mean, in you know, paying uh, you know, Brianna tribute. Her friend said that this was Aquaman was his most anticipated movie of the year, and I was like, well. wow. I mean, did you not see? Any <laughs> That's a bold movies? statement. <laughs> That's a bold. Um, yeah, That's a very bold statement. Oh, but hey. Teach their own opinion. <laughs> All right. So let's do, a before we sign out, let's do a little bit of housekeeping, just a little bit. Um, this week is going to be weird in terms of the podcast release schedule. This is already kind of weird because I know this one's coming out a little later than it's supposed to. Um, sorry about that. It's what it is. Uh, I had a massive headache yesterday, so we weren't able to record. So now we're a day off. Anyway, uh, I don't know when the midweek episode is coming at all. Uh, I don't even know when we're going to record it because Thanksgiving throws everything off in terms of movies. Uh, if you have not checked your local theater listings at all, it's a mess um, because with Thanksgiving and Black Friday, they don't release anything on Thursday and Friday for this week. They release things on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, that's weird. And also, my theater randomly decided that this is the week that they're going to actually play smaller movies. So I have five. I'm not exaggerating when I say five movies coming out at my theater this week. I have no idea how I'm going to see all of them. I don't know what I'm going to see. If I had my way, I would see all the smaller ones. But I know you people don't care about them. So I don't know what to do. So 
we will see how this goes. And uh, yeah, I don't know when this episode is going to come out, but um, just wish me luck. That's all I have to say in terms of housekeeping. Um, all right. You want to sign us out, Ozzy? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Carry on. Since you're the guest, where can people find you on social media? <laughs> social media? <laughs> uh, hey, you, can, you can follow your boy at... Uh, uh, what's, what's my name on Instagram? <laughs> oh, Terry. Terry underscore quenched. Instagram. Uh, I'm always posting stuff of other people's pets because I don't have my own. You might... If you're lucky, you might get a selfie or two. I'm not really... You know, I'm not... You don't, you don't think you deserve to see my face too often, but you know that's that's it for me, man. You know what's up? What? <laughs> um, you don't like if that? You wanna, if you guys want to party with Terry, let me know. Yeah, uh, me and Ozzy like to hang out down in Day. Go to Miami maybe every once in a while. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, maybe we're not in Airbnb one of these days. If you guys want to party, just kidding. Um. Carlos, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cherry456. Make sure you follow us all over social media, all at Screenfellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube channel, the website, all of it. Uh, Chucky's doing great stuff over there, and you heard him earlier in the show. So uh, shout out Chucky for coming on. Thank you, Chucky. Thank you, Chucky. And you guys can find me on social media at Twitter at CastroOzzy.com. I don't know why I said .com, but <laughs> at CastroOzzy. You're moving up in the um, world, baby. I love it. I really did. I really did. Um, and then you guys can email me if you guys have any recommendations, if you guys want to send me hate mail for like <laughs> one of the twists in Grindelwald, uh, Crimes of Grindelwald, you guys can email me at Ozzy.Castro at ScreenFellows.com. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, and Overcast. Please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Also, check us out on YouTube. Enrique, he's doing great stuff over there. Um, guys, this is Screenfellas. <laughs>